Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Metal Mike and this is the 80s Glam Metal Cast. Well, hey, welcome to the first official episode of 2021. In this one, we talk to a vocalist from Yngwie Malmsteen fame, Goran Edmund. He talks about the ups and downs of playing with Ingve. We also get into a deep discussion how he almost became the singer for Vinnie Vincent Invasion on two different occasions. It's very cool stuff. Check it out. Well, Goran, welcome to the 80s Glam Metal Cast. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Great. The circumstances are not so good here. but Yeah, yeah. Because of the COVID-19. But uh, so far, I managed to avoid it. So Great. let's hope uh, knock, on, knock on wood. so i gotta ask you um the last interview i did was with uh robert fleischman from uh vinnie vincent invasion and i'm I'm searching around on youtube clips and i find this video where you're singing almost like half the songs uh on that first album how did that come about yeah up to the solos yeah that was really wanted me to copy his voice uh in, in in into you know details you know and uh, his wailing and everything <laughs> uh every song every song on the first album on the first Vinnie vincent invasion album uh, up to the solo more or less and then suddenly all the material so that's why this demo ended up you know on internet someone put it there <laughs> some friend or i don't know everything is available now on the internet true how close were you to becoming uh the lead singer I don't know for what reason, you know, he was not on board anymore, uh, Robert Fleischmann, if, if there was some conflict between them or whatever, whatever happened, but he was looking for a new singer, so, and, and uh, he heard, I think he heard, uh, I was uh, helping some friend from Gothenburg, you know, a very ambitious guy who was going to go over to LA and, and distribute his demos all over the town. So I was singing for, singing for songs for him, and, and then Vinny, stumbled over over this demo and and was trying to get in contact with me but the guy uh, you know who who i was making this demo for refused to give him my number so he had to find he had to go through him you know and find uh, some someone else to to track me up and finally he got in touch with me and 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 and, uh, so he wanted me to do this as an audition and then i sent the material back uh, and um, Immediately called me up and said that I was on board more or less, like because yeah, I really loved what he heard and everything. And I, it was time for me to pack my bag more or less. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, great! Uh, looking forward to it." And, but a few weeks later, he, he called me up again and, and was uh, sounded sort of disappointed and said that the record company, you know, had the option and everything on on, on this album because of the contract he's been signing with them. You know, wanted. Uh, an American singer and not me so and he couldn't do anything about it because uh, you know the contract uh, was tying him up you know he couldn't really control the situation no matter who what singer he wanted 
it was uh, the the record company Crystalis had the last words. Mm-hmm. So it the other the other statement was uh, Mark Slaughter. So he was the one guy who was also uh, continue recording with him. It was okay. between me and Mark actually in the end. But uh, the, the record company wanted Mark and and, and Vinny wanted me. <laughs> that, that's uh, the the version that Vinny gave me when he called me up. Right, right. Now there's some demos, um, and I don't know if the timelines are right on, on some of the stuff that's on YouTube. But there's a demo called you know Young Blood, Young Fire. And it says 1991. Um, were you? Did you do some demos again once the the first invasion? Well, the thing is that three years or a few years later, he he called me up uh, again, in the, and uh, I think that was around 89 or something. He okay. called me or 88 in the end of 88 maybe. So he asked me to come over to to LA and and because he had new songs and he wanted to. That he wanted to record, and he said that he wanted to make an audition again. So he wanted me to come over and try to sing the songs and see how it sounded. But actually, I think he, he just wanted me to sing a, a, a demo for free <laughs> 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 because I, I was spending fourteen days singing every day in his home studio in Reseda, and uh, I didn't see much of LA. <laughs> <laughs> I was a slave in his in his home studio. Uh, uh, and and we did I think around nine songs, right? Uh, complete songs, uh, demo. And we I remember we also went up on Chrysalis, and he wanted to introduce some new material for the record company. But uh, I mean, he was fired from from Chrysalis by then. You know that they they signed the band, but not him. Yeah. Uh, slaughter. So um, they were not interested. They said like, oh, you have to prove yourself uh, with the with the genre band. They just said. <laughs> Uh, or they called him up actually later and said that they didn't say it out to I. You know, it's more like we call you later. <laughs> don't don't call us. We call you. <laughs> so then he was really disappointed and said, "Like he really liked what he heard again and said, can you wait? Please wait, and I will try to find another record company. It might, it might take some time, but promise me to wait.'" And I said, oh, "I'll wait." And I waited for a year almost. Uh, and uh, then I, in the end, I just felt that nothing's going to happen with this because he got an offer from, I think it was Sony Music, but he, he didn't like that contract either because uh, it was the same sort of contract they had, you know, in, in, in the old days that he had no, the, the record company had the, the options and everything. Uh, so, and, and, and that's when English, English manager called me and asked me to <laughs> come to Miami and make an audition. So I ended up signing uh, with, 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 um, with with England Malmsteen and ironically that's uh, when I got home uh, uh, my wife told me that oh <laughs> Vinny called called while you were gone and, and uh, you want to have your passport number so we can arrange a, a flight ticket because we got a record contract <laughs> <laughs> now what he's going to call you back uh, today you've got told him we're going to come back today and he called, and I said, like, uh, you're trying to explain that now I got a deal and everything, so can you give me the password number? And I was like, quiet. And he's like, he picked up the, the vibe immediately, like, uh, have you signed somebody else? Uh, well, actually, I signed the name of him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was expecting him to be furious or something, but he was more like, okay, well, I respect that. If you want to sign with me, not me. It's okay. I mean, I've been, you've been waiting a long time and everything, but... Uh, Please give it a second thought. <laughs> I call you back in a couple of days or 
the CHS change your mind. But then uh, I haven't signed anything with him, but I, I've been talking with him about signing. But I, you know, I ended up, you know, doing the announcing stuff. And anyway, I, I don't think I could ever, ever be possible to sing the, the material. <laughs> it was too high. It was, <laughs> it was really high. high, everything I remember. I, I, I had to squeeze my balls <laughs> <laughs> to get up there, you know, and, and, and I could do it in the studio, but live, no. Right. I, I would have ruined my voice doing it live. So it was luck. Luckily, it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, you made the right decision. But it opened many doors for me. It opened many doors. That back on the street song you know, made the difference for my career, more or less. That was the reason I was signed with John Norum, and that was the reason yeah, I recorded that song again with John Norum. And Ingrid heard that album, uh, John Norum's first soul, soul album, and then when he fired, or when the, the band left him, actually, Jeff got sold and everyone just went away because they were tired of his manners. Then he remembered that song and, and my voice and called me up and asked me for the audition. So it was all about <laughs> back on the streets. Right, right. What did you me. What did you think of uh, Vinnie Vincent as a person? Did you like him? Oh, he was very, very humble guy and very down to earth guy, family guy. He had his family and his two daughters, and, and he seems to be very happy with that life, and he was uh, staying away from every, every, all kind of drugs and alcohol and even coughing. And, and he was a bit of a workaholic, <laughs> more or less, <laughs> all the time. But but very nice. No no bad manners or anything. Like, uh, uh, I, I liked him a lot as a person. So did the John Norum, <laughs> the gig with John Norum... Um, did he hear those demos too of you singing uh, the the Vinny songs? I don't know if he ever heard that version with uh, that was recorded many years later. I don't. Uh, I have no idea actually. He never he never made any comment on it or anything like. I don't think I I have recorded it when I was there doing the demos for for the the, the third album that never came out. Uh, I even have four songs from. He sent me four demos from that. that the third album, uh, so-called, uh, that I have on a tape somewhere. He told me when, 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 when everything was cancelled and everything, and I signed with English, said he wanted me to send back the tape. <laughs> but I had made a cop. I made a copy, of course, of it, and, and send him back <laughs> <laughs> the tape. So I kept, uh, I kept the songs from my own records uh, there somewhere. <laughs> oh wow! People would love to hear I that. I have a tape recorder anymore <laughs> to play it on. Everything is digital these days. So you signed with Ingve Malmsteen. Looking back, do you have good memories of uh, of working with Ingve? Yeah, it was. That was a ups and downs. Sure. I'm glad I, I did it. You know, it, it meant a lot for my career to to be on these two albums, and I still have work because I was doing these albums, so I still have a sort of career because of the reputation from from the, those two albums as we released and but as a person he was kind of tricky he could be very nice and he can also be an asshole so sure and after a while you know you, you got really fed up uh, i remember i liked the first uh, the first third we liked the uh, when coming there made doing the first eclipse album and going out on world tours and that was nice but fire and ice was like a hell coming back uh, i have no inspiration i didn't have the same sort of inspiration anymore because uh, he really wanted to be in charge this time and he was a little bit sloppy <laughs> during the recordings of Eclipse it was all, never present he was out drinking partying you know show, showing up late in the studio when we all were done more or less <laughs> wow. 
so the 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 engineer you know you know was helping out a lot um, with the producing of of the albums and the harmonies and the choirs and I remember Ingvar thought that the, the clips was overproduced, uh, too many harmonies and everything. Like, uh, shouldn't happen <laughs> on Fire and Ice. It should be more like a raw, live uh, feeling over over the whole album, but less uh, production. That was his thought anyway. So he tried to be more present then and control the situation more. It seems like you have more songwriting credits on Fire and Ice. Yeah, I was writing a lot of, uh, helping out with uh, some melodies and, and lyrics. Sometimes you just have, you know, scribbled down something, you know, some words here and there. This song is going to be about uh, this or that, but and then I have to fill in the words. You just have the title for the song, mm-hmm. more or less. So I got, I think I wrote 12, I have credits for, for 12 songs. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. I, have, I even have to sue him, you know, threaten to sue him to get the money. <laughs> even if I had the, the contracts and everything, you know, it was obvious, black and white written on the document. You didn't, nothing happened, I didn't get in the money. So, I, Fortunately, in Sweden, we are very organized with, with union and everything. So, so I was a member of the Swedish Music Association and they had a good attorney and everything, paid for everything. Because the process took three years or, or, or so before we, you know, we, we, we made them, we got them to pay the money. Wow. If I would have paid for that in return myself, it would have cost a fortune. But, but the Swedish Music Association helped me with to finance the whole process. Do you like one of those albums better than the other? What's your favorite out of the two? Well, maybe I would like the first album better, Eclipse. Mm-hmm. Well, you you accomplished something that a lot of singers didn't accomplish. You actually did two full albums back to back and and two full tours. So somehow you you made it work. Not many singers before you lasted that long. <laughs> well, I guess the only one that has been lasting is Mark Bowles. Yeah. <laughs> I've been using Mark Bowles a lot for, for even later and um, for trilogy and. Yeah. Now a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people kind of question what he does today. Currently, um, a lot of people miss mm. the great vocals and the and the added songwriting that these vocalists brought in, like you, Joe Lynn Turner, Jeff Scott Soto. Um, if he ever called you to ever sing on a song, would you ever work with him again? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's not. Uh, I'm. 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 I'm getting older. You know, older bad vibes and everything but I would be very surprised to even call yeah <laughs> <laughs> what have you eaten <laughs> well, what are you on <laughs> are you really serious about this or uh, are you confused because uh, first of all he I think uh, he really want the lesson he learned from all these uh, things with the attorneys and everything was that like the, never let a vocalist make a melody again or, or write a lyric again because <laughs> <laughs> then then everything is getting out of my hands and I think his uh, empire is controlled by him and, and his wife now so sure. he's trying to distance himself from the rest of the band more or less yeah. they are slaves <laughs> like he wanted to be <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned that he mentioned that to us you know during in, in the old times too that we were just cattle, oh, <laughs> driving uh, on a bus, and and uh, no one would even ever notice uh, if we quit the band or not because they all focused on his guitar playing and, and, and on him uh. as the artist. So so 
we are we are supposed to do what we are told to do and and shut up. <laughs> that was his attitude from the beginning. But uh, and now he finally, you know, <laughs> established uh, established that kind of you know rule. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, he has. But you know, for me, I'm somebody who I'm not big into all the guitar solos. I always liked Ingve for the songs and the vocalist that he had. So that's why, like today, I don't care for much of what he's doing. Well, he's an exceptional guitar player. <laughs> he has. You can really hear directly, immediately, that his tone and everything. So, I mean, it's undeniable that he's, he's a great guitar player. But also, you know, that it, that's not, never enough. You need good songs. Yep. You need good songwriting, too. And, uh, well, he's such a big ego, so it's very difficult to work with him. Yeah. So now you've done a lot of different albums and projects, obviously, since the Ingve days. If somebody had lost track of what you've been working on and they want to get back into it, what's some recommendations of some albums you've done that, that people might like, you think? Well, I've been working in many other genres that I... I mean, from, from the beginning, I wasn't really much... I wasn't much of, uh, so much into the hard rock or metal music. I was more into progressive, mm-hmm. progressive rock, like the old... Uh, Progressive rock from the 70s, uh, Genesis, that kind of music. Sure. So uh, I got a chance to do a little bit of that kind of work too. Not, I didn't write anything. I was, everything was composed by the bass player that, that, that had, you know, has created the band called Kamakani. Uh, but I'm really proud of the albums. They're really great. Uh, and and he, he's a very talented guy. He's Jonas by writing the music and... and uh, Everything is very well thought out. Everything from lyrics to melody lines and the, the, the arrangements around it. Those albums are great. I think uh, musically, you know, every, everyone that's performing on these his, his albums are, are great musicians too. So, I mean, they're technically very good, um, high level on, on, on those albums. I was listening to um, uh, this week uh, Dark Blue Ink. I think you got that came out in 2019. I thought that sounded really good. Oh, the Dark Blue Incorporated, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, the Frank, that's Frank's uh, project. He started that one, and and, and uh, uh, now he's uh, <laughs> he's a decent man. First of all, uh, the Bonfire, of course, that's mm-hmm. his job, and, and now he's uh, have another album out with uh, another project called Sainted Sinners. So I guess I don't know when, when he's gonna, you know. Continue writing uh, music for for Dark Blue Incorporated. When you talk about some of your your influences, I've always thought I heard a little bit of Paul Rogers in your voice. Do, do, was he an early Ooh. influence? Yeah, well, he's uh, undeniable uh, one of them, and very influential uh, blues rock singer. And I, and I always loved blues rock. I mean, uh, blues rock is more my my cup of tea than than, than metal. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah, I think I've been, uh, there's a lot of influence from him. Who else? But also, I mean, you, you listen to a lot of singers. I mean, you, I guess you, you pick up things, uh, you know, without, <laughs> not not purposely, but, you know, some, something stays from everyone <laughs> that you listen. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, you, that you liked. Uh, I mean, uh, everything from Steve Walsh to... Well, hey, Gorn, I appreciate you answering all these questions about Ingve and Vinnie Vincent, all these guys. Uh, anything you want to say in closing to your fans out there? Well, I hope to see. I hope the Corona goes away, <laughs> the COVID nineteen goes away, so so the, the world, the lockdown can be over, and, and, and there's 
possibilities to go out to, Ian. Yes. First of all, uh, so it will be great to be out there on the road. Definitely. Well, hey, man, you have a happy man. new year. All right? Good talking with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Take care now. Well, that was a great chat with Goran. Lots more stuff coming this month. Rock on!